Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm in product design at Ballard. And I'm Karen, and I had a branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. Hello. excited to have Fran Keenan today. She is a decorator in Birmingham, Alabama. And I became familiar with your work when you worked for Cottage Living Magazine. Oh, wow. And I feel like <laughs> you and all the editors <laughs> were always working on something in your space. So in Ooh. your own homes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And Personal they were always in the magazine. <laughs> so I feel like I know she knows you know. I've been to all of your homes. She, oh. ha- she has <laughs> committed every one of the rooms to memory because that's what she does. She looks oh, at the photos so and remembers. <laughs> yes, it was a it was a fun, creative explosion all the time. I mean, you know, just working off of one another and having those times. We had a lot of creative license on the magazine when it launched, and they really wanted us to, you know, really flex that muscle. So I look back on those days and think, Holly, we were. We were really lucky, you know, yeah. I mean, it was a really, yeah. it was a neat time. And is that what launched your career as interior designer? How yeah, did you get into that? it really did. Um, On your own. Yes. Well, I did. I was decorating editor there. So I had a lot of before and after stories that I did for the magazine. So it was really, I just fell in love with the back and forth with a homeowner and just being able to sort of interpret their ideas and what their end goals were for their spaces and so um, I had my second baby and just was like, you know what, let's try this on my own and just see. Mm-hmm. And I had worked for an interior design firm in New York. So I had kind of, you know, I had that in my background. So, so yeah, it was, um, that's kind of where it came from. <laughs> was that an easy transition? So, because I feel like magazines are stressful. You know, it maybe was, I made um, that up <clears throat> I, <laughs> from Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> Um, ours was, our magazine was not like that. I mean, it was definitely, um, really healthy environment. So fun. Like I I look back and think, you know, it was definitely, um, you know, creatively, like there are people that fuel that and like bring that out in you. And I really Mm -hmm. felt like that environment really fueled all of us. So I don't know if I'd had the courage to do that necessarily if I hadn't have had the experience at, at Cottage Living. So I was very grateful for that. Um, and it, it, the transition, I don't know if it was just a crazy time in my life when I was having two kids and, <laughs> um, my husband was finishing law school and starting practice. And so there was a lot happening, a lot going on. And meanwhile, I was just trying to figure out how to spray paint all the toys white or something that blended in. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, um, so, but it was, it was a really fun time. It was very ex- exhilarating, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely, um, I don't think about those years as being stressful. I really think about them being more just fun, lots of vitality. And and you're also, I think, too, when, you're, um, when your family is growing and you're a creative person, you're always thinking, oh, I, I could do this. I need to change this. My, my house would live better if, if the bench were on this side and they could put their coats up on a hook or whatever it was, you know. So um, that was definitely something that I think about. I feel like well, thinking back on some of the, the projects that y'all did and some of the spaces, um, whether they were your own or someone else's, mm-hmm. I felt like they were always very, 
like every time I saw one, I was like, how did they even think of this? Like it was, they were just so, they really were so creative. And like, I remember there was one, I think it was like maybe your daughter's bedroom and you had done alphabet letters all over the wall. I am certain I can find this photo (laughs) in the internet interweb somewhere. Um, That was Ella's bedroom. She was, she's my oldest. Yeah. That is a funny story because I have two sisters and then a sister-in-law and my two sisters are very, they're both creative. One has a background in graphic design and then the other one does a lot of floral design. And then our sister-in-law is an artist. So they basically came to Birmingham one weekend and I was like, well, y'all help me paint the nursery. And so I had pulled like these letters and I was like, I just want it to be loose, but I also want it to be a grid. And they got there and the three of them looked at me when I told them what we wanted, what I wanted to do. And they were like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like this whole room is going to be covered in letters. And I was like, no, it's going to be awesome. And these are the colors. And, you know, I'd taken the palette from the house and had and kind of broken it down and been like, okay, I'm going to do an orange, a coral, a Gray blue, it's been so long. The two shades of green. Caroline and- probably remembers better than you. <laughs> <laughs> she so funny. No, no. <laughs> they were ready to shoot me. But they did a great job. And they were like, well, do we have stencils? And I was like, no, you can freehand it. It's no problem. And did it take the whole weekend? So it took a while. It did. It took a while. But I wouldn't have asked them if I didn't think they could do it. Like well, it was, because the worst is if they make it awful and then you have to paint over it. And then they come right, back to visit and you're like, right. oh, uh, then we had water damage. Exactly. I had to redo the room. Yeah. So, no, they they nailed it. It was so fun. It's I, always been a special space. I thought one of the most ingenious things I saw when I was looking at your stuff was that laundry room that you integrated with your bar in the hallway. Oh. In your house 100 years ago. I mean, who would have thought of that? That's hilarious. Describe my gosh. Wait, yes. Everyone who has been on Pinterest <laughs> will have seen this photo, right? It is like it's so brilliant. There's one, there's one that Heather Chaddock, my colleague at Cottage Living, hers was her she had the the whole bar moment with the laundry. And then in the last house, the um our house that was in Southern Living this past January. No, it was in the fall. Anyway, we had I did I skirted my laundry and then mm-hmm. I did have the bar space over that. And it's it is so the thing is is when space is a premium and you mm-hmm. want to have that storage and you want it to be pretty but you also need it to be functional too. Like I get really excited about those spaces. <laughs> you know, cuz they yeah. don't have to be it doesn't have to be a boring laundry room. No, it was brilliant. <laughs> it was. No, I was just like Oh my God. It's like right it's right in the hallway, it looked like. Yeah, it's right off my kitchen. Mm-hmm. It was right off my kitchen, yeah. It's we like just right moved. where you're so I'm not there anymore, but laundry. It's like the kind of it's like your laundry room. But it's mine in the hallway. has doors, right? So if I didn't right. have doors and cause yeah, so I'm like so excited about this because above yours was dish storage, as I recall. Yes, it was. Which it was I all need about pantry storage. All kind of dish storage. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I feel like I need so many dishes, but I do. <laughs> I love dishes mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like right now mm-hmm. I've got above that, I've got, oh, you know, Tide Pods and Band-Aids. And I'm like, I could put all that somewhere else. Or you can put them in lovely containers yes. that you can't see through. And then people think they could be cocktail stirrers. Oh. They could be straws. They could be anything. Oh, but you gosh. only know their Tide Pods. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so don't ask someone else to do laundry in no. your house. Right? <laughs> no. You don't want a Tide Pod in your drink. No, that's not tasty. <laughs> no, no. I hear it's not good for you. <laughs> they are toxic. <laughs> I think I noticed. It's true. One thing I noticed, sorry, was, um, and I find this so funny, I feel like a lot of times um, 
designers have things they keep going back to that they just really like. And I felt like looking through, like thinking, like looking through your things at Cottage Living and your work now, I feel like you use a lot of earthy colors. And I wanted to yeah. ask you about that because I feel like most people would sort of think that if they were to use an earthy palette, it could feel really like sad, dreary, because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they're typically very muddy and not what you think of when you think of happy spaces. But yeah. all of your rooms are playful and fun and oh, so nice. not, you know, in <laughs> no dreary. way sad or dreary. Yeah. So how, how, do, how do you do that? How can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and not have sad or dreary? Mm-hmm. Yes. How do you approach a palette? <laughs> I know. That's, um, wow, that's a big question. You know, I love when our clients come to us for color because I feel like it's um, – it's just an opportunity to personalize space in a really easy way because paint is such a powerful tool and it's obviously easier on your budget than lots of other things. Um, And, you know, I do find that when we're working with a client and they have like this real, you know, they, they definitely love certain colors and it may be what they wear or, or, you know, what we find in their closet or what we find in their home or whatever it is. That's always a fun journey to kind of find like mm-hmm. color reversions or things they respond to. So, but I always find that some of most of what um, we gravitate towards is a little bit of ambiguity in the color. And to me, that's what helps um, the color be timeless. So it doesn't necessarily have like a 2019 like blue. And maybe it has a little bit of gray, maybe it has a little more green, like maybe it's. It's a blue, but it's a little ambiguous. So it kind of has a foot in both worlds. Um, and that's been fun to sort of through the years kind of find those colors um, through through lots of different paint decks. And then also, you know, we'll customize a color. Um, but that's where I get to kind of be a nerd. <laughs> well, it do, you do use a lot of color for sure. We love it. I yeah. mean, really strong colors on walls, you know, dark mm-hmm. colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I read on one of your things where you said, you know, I, I'd counsel people not to worry about that so much as being such a statement. It's it's a backdrop. It is. Yes. How can we not be afraid? <laughs> well, <laughs> it is one of the hardest things to do when your walls are being painted is to not completely freak out and overthink a paint color. And I've had clients be like, go walk the dog, like do your grocery list, whatever you need to do, like, because right now you might be a little afraid. And, you know, there's times when I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm kind of afraid, too. (laughs) 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 We're going to stay the course. We're going to do this, you know. Um, And that is what really makes it fun. And that's what makes it compelling later is that, you know, it's not something that we've seen before. So we might have to make it up as we go along. And there might be a little bit of that trust fall. And um, but that's a fun part of it. One of the first dreams that I ever did that was dark I remember looking at the room. Well, our old house, um, you know, I told my husband, I was like, I think I'm going to paint it black. I'm going to paint the trims black. I'm going to paint the walls black, like everything black. And he was like, have you ever done this before? (laughs) I said, no, I haven't. He was like, all right, well, let's see. Let's see how it goes. But it was so fun because you realize that's why, like, the jeweler pulls out black velvet to show jewelry. I mean, everything mm-hmm. pops off of it. Mm-hmm. So if you want something to stand out, you put a dark backdrop or you put a colorful backdrop on top of that. 
and you all of a sudden like the room really sings, especially in a room that doesn't get tons of direct light or, you know, the compromised spaces where we'll go into a room and a client's like, I really, I wanted to paint, I did paint it white because I wanted this light and dapply room and I wanted it to feel this way. And, you know, we have to sort of gently say, like, this room faces north and you have one light exposure. Like, let's make this room moody and so. Right. Like, it's never going to be light. Yeah. Just embrace where it is mm-hmm. in the house. And then we can do some great lamps and great art that floats on top of this moody color. And when you're so, doing a darker color like that, do you stick to a certain mm-hmm. sheen of paint? It's it just totally is case by case basis. Okay. Yeah, we will do high gloss. We'll do especially like for a room like that that gets like not a lot of natural light. Um, the luminescence is awesome mm-hmm. for you know high gloss or lacquer. I was going to ask on that note because you had in on your portfolio you have yeah. a bunch of blue. Um, you did the molding and the blue and the doors and blue and you yeah. had a wallpaper. And I was wondering how did you how do you do the transitions like. Uh-huh. Do you use the sheens the same? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like I don't, room to room transitions? Or so it, in the room that I was looking at was mm-hmm. a hallway. Mm-hmm. So that was even more of what, you know, that's leading to other uh-huh. rooms. So how do, you, how do you do it? Yeah. Right. Where do you commit? Where do you stop yes. and start? That's a good question. We try really hard to hide the transitions. So mm-hmm. if you're coming into this space, like as you receive a guest, you want that paint to kind of follow you. So it may... It may end in a corner, but it's not necessarily a corner that you would see, if that makes sense. Um, and sometimes if we'll if we paint the trims out, then the trims would continue into the you know, into that area. But case molding um, is your best friend. I mean, because if you have trims and that, you know, then you can definitely stop and start paints very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when you have like a lot of sheetrock wrapped corners and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's when the transitions get more difficult. I noticed in one of your projects, I think it was that really small sort of modern home. Um, and you did it for a family that had just moved from New Zealand and they wanted sort of. Oh, yes. Um, the, dandy little... scandy. Right. Dandy scandy. the dandy scandy. Right. The dandy scandy. That you had painted uh, the trim and then like parts of the windows and parts of the doors in olivey green. Right. Am I, am I crazy? Okay, the Dandy Scandy was that was that am project I very was, confused. Well, no, highly likely. Um, <laughs> no, that was <laughs> that was the one where the um, client said we really want the same color throughout the entire house, and so that was a really big challenge because we typically do not do that, and so it was taking that concept and like how do we make these spaces special without using color Hmm. so that was probably the most deconstructed project that we've ever done which was really fun for us because it was um I mean I just love you know I want all of our work to be client-driven work you know Mm -hmm. so it's if someone comes to us and they want something different than what we've done like that's exciting to me it's not like oh wait hold on let me re (laughs) re figure it out it's like oh let's take on this challenge you know so if I am painting, like if I'm looking at a door, do I have to paint the trim and the door or can I just paint the trim and leave the door a different color? So the doors, anything that's like moving uh-huh. and has, you know, um, movement to it, like a window or a door, that sort of thing, there's an opportunity to contrast that color. Okay. So, so that's yeah. the rule of thumb. If it moves, In my I can head, make it contrast. Yeah. I mean, I could be breaking some terrible rule, but I love, you know, calling out and we do this on, you know, case by case basis, but calling out like if it has, if a project has really beautiful windows that are wooden and 
you know, and they're amping up. Like, for instance, we're doing like this full throttle color house. I mean, it is like <laughs> there is there's not a lot of moody. There's a lot of like full throttle screaming color, which is really fun. The client <laughs> is so fearless and she's awesome. And we're doing the moving parts in raisin. Ooh. And um, and then we're doing like turquoise in the living room with raisin moving parts. And wow, it's uh, it's going to be fun. She has a citron sofa in that room. Sounds like that Karen's spirit animal. Plaid chairs. <laughs> Does. Does it? <laughs> oh, yes. Any she chartreuse. chartreuse yeah. and, oh. Well, she's like, she's she's a total rock star. So what is her, funny. like, is she in fact, like. She has two boys. And I think it's just like so fun for her to be able to like, you know. Cut loose. Yeah, just cut loose. So. Wow. I'm glad yeah. color's back. Yes. We're doing <laughs> more color than we've ever done. Uh-huh. Um, and that's, it's been really fun. The challenge is, you know, doing different shades for everyone and having, you know, mm-hmm. the mix of like the pattern with the color or, you know, um, just finding each individual sort of mix for that client. Mm-hmm. I kind of get to be a detective. Are there any <laughs> colors you don't like that you find hmm. difficult? You know, I, not really. I mean, I definitely, there are obviously superior shades like within the color wheel that I would say like, okay, that's a good red, whether it's a cashmere sweater, whether it's a, you know, a lacquer on the wall, like you just, you, I think it's, um, you know, it's kind of our job to pull, like really pull those colors that are more pleasing to the eye, mm-hmm. easier to live with. Is there a paint brand that you're loyal to or does it depend on the color? All. I, yeah. I mean, we use probably, I mean, we use Pratt Lambert and Benjamin Moore, Fairwind Ball, um, PPG, all um, lots of fine paints of Europe. There's, I could go on and on. Sherwin Williams. I'm sure there's someone I haven't named. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> I should. <laughs> Donald Kaufman. That's okay. <laughs> you won't get hate mail. Don't worry. It's fine. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's the fun part. It's like, you know, we'll do a paint schedule and if it's a new painter, you know, they're like, oh my goodness, how many colors? <laughs> Wait, what's a paint yeah. schedule? We do a paint schedule for each project. So it's a, it's an Excel spreadsheet and has each of the colors and it has what finish it is. And so it's all very organized room by room, what the, what finish goes on which part of the room so they can come in and they'll have fabric swatch. I mean, they'll have color swatches next to the paints. Um, So if someone, if English is in their first language or whatever, they can look at it and see like, okay, this is this, that's how that goes, you know? Right. So it's very clear. Would you recommend someone that's doing a renovation or a new build doing Uh, that for themselves? Like, how would we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I did that in my house. Oh, yeah. I think it's imperative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just, you don't have to go every 15 minutes every time they open a new can. And, you know, you can definitely have um, lots of, you know, just more sanity. It also (laughs) helped give me clarity Mm -hmm. on the continuity of, like, okay, all the trim here is this. Like yeah, that all through. makes sense. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, now these things are this color. Only this one thing I have this color. Is that really what I wanted? Yeah, yeah, okay, I did. Right. You know, that was, you yeah. know, it helped me because I had, you know, the trim, the the ceiling, the walls. Right. The, you know, and you could see um, sort of the story. Mm-hmm. I color-coded each cell. Oh, yeah, Of you my did. spreadsheet, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then, then I could say, oh, this is a light gray. This is white. This is a dark gray. Did you pull the hex awesome. number from no, the... No, I didn't. I wasn't quite that crazy. But that sounds like a good plan for next time. <laughs> <laughs> I love color coding. I get a lot of mock 
mockery here at work because oh. I love to color code a spreadsheet. Oh, well, I would never throw shade in that. Do- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But I feel like I read also that you said as you're getting a little more mature, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say older at or all. Old. <laughs> no. Just more mature in your design aesthetic that your personal taste has gotten a little less colorful. Is that right? Or am I making that up too? Just like the other thing about no. the trim. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're right. Um, well, and the re- yes, I feel like it's uh, it varies. It varies. The last house we moved over this summer, and so this house is a modern house, which is totally new for me. And, um, and so is this the house you moved from the house that was in Southern Living? Yes, in the fall. Okay. Yes. Um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Sorry. Yes, no. And this house um, is a modern house. It's I did the walls mostly white, but the floors are black. And so this was trying to figure out sort of where I could put color in this house. And to your question about the transitions, that's been something that I've had to really think through. Because I did my kitchen is a railings. It's, it's a blackened navy. It's really, it's, it's almost black, but it has a lot of blue in it. It's a feral and ball color. And, um, the room needed, like, it's a keeping room and kitchen. It needed to feel like continuous and it was very disjointed, like when we bought the house. And, um, so anyway, so, but the rest of the house is white unless it's bedrooms. And so that was really Mm -hmm. fun to kind of figure out where to stop and start the color and, you know, it's a lot of, it's a very open floor plan. It has, you walk down into a sunken living room and then the dining room is a little bit higher up. Um, and then the kitchen and the keeping room are on one level with the master. So you had, so I had to kind of think through like all of those spaces and how they would bleed into each other, mm-hmm. but still feel distinctive. And so it's been fun. It's been a good brain challenge. So you said the floors <laughs> are black. Are they painted black or stained black? They're stained black. There's a, um, Duracell has a stain called uh, True Black, and it is it is really black. I mean, we tried. I wanted it to be. Well, I was trying to um, channel Albert Hadley, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, hashtag What would Mr. Hadley do? <laughs> and, uh, because it's it was a Brady Bunch house. I mean, it was built in 1977. That's awesome. And so when we so when we first saw the house, um, you walked in, and it has a. Um, a floating stair stringer so you can see through the stairs when you walk in and so that was all covered in shag carpet and so oh, my really? kids came in they were like it looks like a kitty cat jungle you know yeah like a cat house exactly awesome. and i was like well the carpet's gonna come off oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping the shag i bet your so, realtor thinks you're so fun because <laughs> well, it seems like all of the houses you buy are like very like you've you've oh. transformed them, I suppose. The, well, you're very sweet, girl. <laughs> it's been hilarious. I mean, my 14 year old was in carpool, and I thought this was the funniest. She she was talking to someone. They were asking her about this new house, and she was like, and they were like, "Were you excited about your new house?" And she was like, "Oh, well, you know, we don't buy pretty houses." <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was like, "No, well, I, I mean, mom will probably make it pretty, but yeah, we By don't the buy time pretty we leave, houses. It'll be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yep, you're right. You're that right. That is we awesome. Don't, we don't buy pretty houses. <laughs> What's your average stay? Um, you know, we've actually, st- I get that a lot because people are like, oh, now are you going to flip this one? And I was like, well, we've stayed in each one like five or six years. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm getting older, so I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot down. of energy. <laughs> Did, were you able to so, use um, 
Reuse your furnishings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I reuse everything. Well, I noticed that from the online photos of your first house to your second house. I don't know if those were your first and second houses, but your last house and the house prior to that. Right. That I could find for the furnishings that you were. Your headboard, for instance, and your master took on a totally different look in your your second master. It's it's more, I would say elegant. I don't know, a little more... Yes. Sophisticated or something. Yes. Felt a little more cottagey in the first one, but I was the same yeah. headboard, isn't it? No. Yes, you're exactly right. I mean, and that's what's fun about it is mm-hmm. like just morphing it into something new and making it feel fresh without having to completely revamp everything. Yeah. No need to throw it all out. Yeah. And we have so many pieces that like were passed down to us or, you know, they have like more meaning mm-hmm. than just being pretty. So yeah. it's kind of a, a fun game for us. I mean, there's some things that just don't work, but for the majority, it's definitely there were, you know, you find a place for them. Right. So when you move, when you sort of are moving into a new house, are you doing sort of the design start to finish when you move in? Do you kind of move in and then do like to 80% and then mm-hmm. work on 20 or like, what is, yeah, how do you? So this past move, like, because my kids are older, they're 14, 12, and 8. And so I really wanted their rooms to be somewhat squared away. Now, we had some construction. We added a master downstairs, so I couldn't get – so we had to live in the master up um, for a while. So the oldest didn't – she was a great sport, and she shared a room for a while. But I really loved getting them kind of squared away Mm -hmm. – as quickly as I could. And then now, six months later, I don't have base mold in the rest of the house. So <laughs> so it'll happen. It's a process. It's a process for sure. And the cobbler's kids, I mean, that saying is so true. Because I'll have craftsmen, you know, and they'll be coming to my house. And I'm like, well, you know what? Go over there. Finish that one first. And then come back over mm-hmm. here, you know. Yeah. But it'll get done. And it's in the processes. I mean, I would rather go slow and steady in my own house and like get who I want to do the things and, you know, not rush it. And I think all the while what I've learned through this house is that I'm just kind of reprocessing with each change because a lot of times when I'm working at my own house, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not in my wheelhouse. Like I'm kind of stretching myself. So it's fun for me to be able to kind of do that a little bit more more gradually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did notice that you, you tend to, a few times you mentioned Ikea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I I want you to talk a little bit about that mix, like mixing a high-low and where you will save and where you'll splurge. Right. I mean, I we shop high, we shop low. I I don't – we really – I try hard not to have um, sort of this like, oh, no, we don't do whatever. Uh, Because just as soon as you do that, then you have a client that's like, can you just – you know, could we just do whatever here? Is that that doable? So um, (laughs) – Yeah, it's really, I think it's compelling to be able to kind of steer a client like this is where you need to spend and this is where you can save. And, um, you know, within the parameters of not having, you know, we don't want to compromise the end result. Um, But in my own house, like, you know, floating bookshelves, like I've used the LAC um, floating bookshelf. They're the vertical bookshelves, you Mm -hmm. know, and we moved from our last house, had tons of storage and built-ins that I had designed and brought in and and so forth and then we moved in this modern house and I was like oh my word we have like 18 boxes of books in the garage and I it was a Sunday afternoon at one o'clock and I told my husband I said I'm going to Ikea and I'm going to buy the vertical bookshelves I'm going to bring three home okay (laughs) 
Yeah. He was like, right now? And I was yeah. like, yes. This second. I am in the car. Like, yeah. I'm going <laughs> Get your Allen wrench ready. Because no. we're assembling. And he can put them together. But is, there's not an Ikea in Birmingham. In Atlanta. So you drove all the way to Atlanta mm-hmm. just on a whim. Oh, that's awesome. Do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My girlfriend lives in Birmingham, and she says her girlfriend's yeah. all the time come up here to Ikea with, like, vans and trucks Isn't and it fill funny? it up. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fun. It's And you... I mean, y'all have pieces like the, you know, the console with the burlap and the fringe. I mean, there's so many great, like, savvy things that you can really incorporate. And mm-hmm. there's no love loss for the interiors. They can be just as captivating, I feel like, you know. I mean, especially with a great piece of art and, you know, a great color layered mm-hmm. on them. Or if you're covering it up with books. Exactly. <laughs> you you don't even notice quite a few shelves. tips about book-style shelving. Oh, I love some bookshelves. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things. I, I, I would love to do them just for really? my birthday. Really? Because it makes me yes. nuts. Oh, I love them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I find that books with, I mean, houses with no books, it, they, it feels a little soulless. So I always love, I mean, Matt and I love books and we love, um, he, um, He's an attorney, but he had a graphic design background. And so... How he, unusual. I know. I feel like that is a... <laughs> it's definitely a, 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 a fun version, but um, diversion from his original roots. But he and I love beautiful books. And so that's kind of a fun thing for us. I think we've just accumulated them through through the years, you know. Um, so when clients have books or even if they don't have books, then we look for ways to bring them in. And we've, you know, said, okay, we found these vintage books that are, you know, about islands or wherever y'all like to travel. Like, let's, you know, incorporate these or put these mm-hmm. in, in spaces that you can enjoy throughout your house. But in terms of like displaying the bookshelves, um, I mean, we'll paint a pop color behind them or, and it all depends on incorporating it in the space. So if you have a lot going on in the room, then the bookshelves might need to be simpler. You know, they may not need to have a lot. Or if you have an all white space, um, like the Dandy Scandy um family room that we did we painted the backs black and then but the room was very deconstructed it wasn't there wasn't much going on the white the walls were white the ceilings were white the floors were bleached scandinavian and then the uh, there were shears like just a, a belgian linen on the windows was white so everything was really quiet around it so i was like let's paint the shelves black and really play up the, they're beautiful books. They have great books and, you know, pottery and shapes and things like that. But so a lot of the vertical stack is nice because you're able mm-hmm. to put like, you know, stack high and then you can put like a beautiful object or something, you know, a bowl or something mm-hmm. sculptural. If it has a color behind it, then you really get credit for that shape. Mm-hmm. And also, too, it's fun because you can see the backdrop of the um, bookshelves playing off of the book bindings or pulling Mm -hmm. in. It's another really creative way for you to pull the color around the room, you know, and throughout the house. While you've been talking, I feel like it sort of sounds like you approach things with your magazine editor glasses on do you feel like you do that Mm -hmm. like you look for the story and maybe how it's going to photograph or like look yeah image you're probably very right I mean I always look for um the right angles like when I'm in a house just from you know just okay this would be a great angle straight on or you know Mm -hmm. just capturing all those things and the narrative is so important you know when I'm working with when we're working with a family and 
Um, and they have things they've come to us and they want, you know, they have design problems. They want us to solve them. Like that narrative is what drives the project. Mm -hmm. And so that's really fun for us. What are typical issues that families have? Because you talk a lot about it needs to be practical, but it needs to be beautiful at the same time. Mm -hmm. How are you striking that balance and what are people needing? Because houses are huge. I mean, I can't imagine they need more space. Right. I know. Well, and where it just depends on where we are, but there's a lot of houses that we work in that, um, that are a gracious size, but they still want the family to be able to live in all of the areas. And that's when we really lean on performance fabrics and fabrics that we feel like, um, I call them Michelin fabrics. Like, you know, we're going to put that on your sofa so you can, You know, if they want to eat the chicken nuggets with ketchup on the plaid sofa, like, it's going to be okay. Like, you know, (laughs) I call it a pretty house prison. Like, we do not want to create a pretty house prison for you where you're just like, that kid has peanut butter on his hands. Where did he go? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, I'm going to find him before he touches the drapes. (laughs) (laughs) I must beat him to the drapes. So, but that's... um. I hear that more and more. No one has the um, the living room on the front of the house that no one goes into anymore. Those days are gone. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you put there? What do you? How do you make it work? What happens? Well, we make a really great like it's a space that they can use. It's used for the family. Maybe it's more like an adult den, or maybe the you know the drapes are cozy and it becomes like. Um, we did one that was a portrait room where it was all portraits throughout, and we did it on grass cloth. That's cool. um, and it was so much fun. We did a, um, an oak. It was an antique ceiling. It was reclaimed ceiling um, with oak skins. And we just amped up the texture and the walls were eight feet. And so um, it was all about the art collection. Kept everything really quiet. And, um, and then the sofa was, we researched the family's um, Scottish plaid. And so we did the Scottish plaid, their plaid on the sofa and the draperies That's in cool. there. Um, and she just loves lots of pattern and color. So that was really fun to, it's really cool, but it, it felt, it felt really fun. It's part of the project, but it's not this gratuitous, like dressy room. Like that's mom and dad's room. You can't go in there. Uh-huh. You know, they would still watch Alabama games or whatever, you uh-huh. know, they wanted to. Do you believe that, um, every room needs a TV if you're going to live in it? That's what Bunny tells us. I think it depends. <laughs> and well, who I could cross Bunny? I would not disagree with anything that Bunny says. So. <laughs> um, uh, I'm a huge fan. Um, I I think it's a lifestyle thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if if the TV um, gives you permission to use the room, then add the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, if now everyone has their own screen, right? And so mm-hmm. you know, so much of the time is they're just going to bring their screen into that space. Um, but I also, you know, there are some times that I find clients that are reaching for a room that doesn't necessarily have that static. Mm-hmm. And so they want it to feel more like, okay, we're going to come in here and like have a coffee in the morning or, you know, whatever it is, like just to chat and not have the constant right. just yet. A Zen zone. Sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, that's, those areas can be specific to each project and not necessarily everybody asks for that, but I feel like your rooms are very layered. And so I'm curious as to where, like, what is the jumping off point for each space? Because there are a lot of fabrics and textures and Mm -hmm. and colors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you start? Um, oh man. I mean, do you usually have like one textile that you build something off of or is there an inspiration point or you're just like, I know it. (laughs) 
we have boards that we build like in the studio and um I find that a lot of the a lot of the starting points could be like a big map piece, like a rug. Like I have my grandmother's rug; it's been in storage for five years. Like, can I just bring it to you and see what we, you know, what we can do with this? And so that could be like a huge jumping off point. It could mm-hmm. also be like a fabric. Like we'll have a client that's like, oh, I love French wig and fee, like Latouche. Can we just use that? Like, and then that's it's like okay, well the rooms, you know, we're off to a great start. Um, and then a lot of the layers come throughout the, you know, as we're building the room and as it's on a board and and then in actuality, we may find like an antique textile that we throw on the back of the sofa or Mm -hmm. we may find, um, like for instance, we're doing a house in Seaside now and I bought these antique textiles at the Paris flea market. And so, I, you know, of course, my dear client, I call her at like, I don't even know what time it was. It was terrible. It was You're like, there's a time change? <laughs> I like, it. I'm like, hey, I've got all these fabrics. You love them? <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, my goodness, you're killing me. No, she was very gracious. But so now, you know, almost a year later, we'll put them in their house. And we've got, you know, we've gotten to cut them up and make How them are you going to use them? Yeah. Beautiful fabrics, pillows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so nobody else has them and it's really fun. You know, it has a lot of um, and a lot of that will drive the color. So I'll have the textile. I'll know it will work within the palette, but we won't Mm -hmm. we won't have picked the color yet for the walls or, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. So some it's all a building process. It's Jenga, you know, like you might have the rug and then you build the drape and then it's the paint color and then, you know. Is the paint the last? Because I feel like mm-hmm. there's the most opportunity. I mean, there's you can, yes. like you said, you can custom tint it. Yes. And the so many other things you're kind of coming across or yes. selecting from a line. Absolutely. Um, I never worry about the paint color being, you know, in, in terms of like, oh, no, we have to use this paint color. Because I think there's so many other variables that you can't change. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's your most flexible aspect of the process it's interesting i feel like people a lot of people do it the other way Mm -hmm. and they might have a better result yeah like it's like when you're moving into your house and you're painting you're like oh well i'll just pick like this blue off a paint deck Mm -hmm. but it's not right you haven't picked anything else so i feel like maybe we all need to follow yeah be be patient (laughs) (laughs) well context is everything you know i mean i've had to stop myself from like you know, looking over someone's shoulder at the paint store early on. I don't do it anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was, I'm like, what's what's going in that room? Really? Like, you what do is that? that? Well, I, I love it. I would be so thrilled if you were at the paint store when I was there. Like, oh wow. Okay, what else do you have in there? What kind of mistake are you making? No, no. But it's just funny because you realize like it all plays off of each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you have this beautiful antique bed, like, you know, what shades are going to go great with the antique bed or what's going to, you know, what kind of linens are you going to use? Or there's so many different angles to approach the color, you know. Is there anything yeah. you see people doing wrong <laughs> over and over oh, again? Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Oh, give us your I really top try 20. Hard no. not- <laughs> <laughs> I really try hard not to be too critical. Um, no, this is no. constructive criticism. Yes. Yeah. We need help. We yeah, want to fix it. Help us be better. Um, hmm. Well, I, I think that it there is a movement, and and we use Pinterest a lot, and Pinterest has been a great resource for us, especially like in terms of, and I, I should have mentioned that, like when we're 
building a project with a client and we're, you know, midway through, like in the beginning, we look at their Pinterest boards and then throughout, like we'll pin together, we'll find things, you know, on secret boards, that sort of thing. That's really great. But I do think there is sort of um, a part of the process where we hopefully can bring um, a little bit of, I don't know if it's reality or education just in terms of like, okay, we're never going to be here. But what we can be is here and right. sort of um, empowering the reality that you work in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if your cottage is has eight foot ceilings and small moldings and things are more diminutive, like you're, you know, pulling rooms that have 12 foot ceilings and soaring glass walls and things like that, like they're not ever going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's helpful to see that a client's reaching for that so right. we can find that version of that room, you know, within the context that that they're living in. So that's exciting for me. But, um, you know, it's there is a little bit of that process, you know, within the process. And yeah. you always want to handle that very, very delicately. Well, I have a girlfriend who's renovating her kitchen. Yeah. And so she's. You know, it's all that's on her mind. And so uh-huh. she was showing me photos this weekend yeah. of what she wants. And she's like, I fell in love with this cabinetry. I hope I can find someone to make this cabinetry. I'm like, well, show me a picture. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. It's all open glass kind of fretwork thing. Oh. And I'm like, Kathy, I know you, Kathy. I've known you <laughs> since we were in high school. This is a display. Like all of your cabinets will have to be perfectly arranged all the time. And that is not how Kathy lives. She has like 600 children, not 600, but like six. There's a lot going on in her house. You know what I mean? And she is not like arranging a cabinet kind of girl. Mm -hmm. And she was like, "Uh, oh, like it hadn't occurred to her that Uh you can see in that glass. Uh And I'm like, unless you get it frosted or something. You're not going to have a stack of plastic cups or like sippies Uh -uh. behind the fancy Yeah, that's not going to be good. Yeah, your McDonald's to go meal stuff back there. So, and then she was like, well, then I love this, you know, the look of this kitchen. She shows me another picture and she's trying to zoom in really tight to see what the tile was. And I'm like, Kathy, all you need to understand is like, what about this? The feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's light white tile. Right. Whatever you select is more than likely going to end up being fine. You don't have to copy that exactly. Like, like you're saying, you're trying to get to the soul of that photo. Right. What is it about that that makes you love it? Right. What are you responding to there? Right. And then you can go dovetail off of that. It doesn't have to match. That's right. Right. The matching thing is what I think is people in trouble. Well, and that's what's fun about it is you find your version of that room and what... And, and that's something that no one else has. I mean, that's it's such a luxury for us to work in our homes, you know. Yeah. So it's so it's so inspiring to have your version of that, you know, instead of, well, I loved this. So I wanted to do exactly right. What, I copied that. Right. I bought that outfit off the here. mannequin. Right. And you're like, oh, <laughs> that's not cute. Okay. Yeah. I want to get back to your 70s house. Because I okay. have to ask more questions about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Okay. So it's obviously like a very, it sounds with this floating mm-hmm. um staircase yeah. like and i imagine because of its era it's like more contemporary more mm-hmm. streamlined mm-hmm. but then you also have you know a lot of cottage right elements, elements. and it seems like you uh-huh. like that so how are you, Do you mean blending her decor? her decor is cottage yeah. and furniture and is, i mean furniture wise yeah mm-hmm. yeah and you obviously like kind of that look so how do you bring those together in a way that yeah, that that really that makes works. sense. Well, I'm not done with it, Caroline, so it might be tragic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll judge later. I doubt that. Right. <laughs> um, well, what was fun about it is being able to um, 
take this house that felt aged and dated and just sort of put some lipstick on her, you know, mm-hmm. and, and bring some style. And, you know, um, a lot of the details, like the trims and things like that, were very heavy handed because in the 70s, that's, you know, it was just lots of like clunky wood and heavy, you know, railings and things like that. So I was able to kind of take out some of that. Mm-hmm. And then you start to see it's almost like, you know, when when a girl who's wearing a ton of makeup and she has really great skin, like she can wash her face. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. you don't have to put this much on her. You know, it's similar in that way. Um, this house, because the more that I've kind of taken away from it, the prettier it gets. Mm -hmm. So, um, and in terms of like the, my things that I have, like I've bought some pieces, but I really did not want to fill the modern house with a ton of modern furniture. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to have um, the mix feel very comfortable and easy and lots of floors, but then with, you know, ethnic rugs and fabrics, because I feel like that that modern house is kind of out there that's like light and airy and, you know, bleached floors and white walls and, you know, and I wanted this to feel a little bit more like, oh, I can use pattern here or I can use, mm-hmm. you know, I can use something um, primitive and worn in this modern space. And then you get that like sweet juxtaposition where it feels mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, this is kind of inspiring. You know, I found like a really old beat up egg chair and that we bought at Scott's Antique Market. And and I was like, this is like perfect. This is my house because I wanted it to feel, you know, so the egg chair sits with like it's in my bedroom. It's next to an old brass bed that I bought at the thrift store for one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> and then it's got these really, you know, modern chests that I, you know, that we had painted like this really citrony gold. And so it's just in that mix, you know, you have a little bit of warmth, you have a little bit of sleek and clean, and then you have a little bit of pattern and kind of mixing it. So I think it's been fun to mix it within that new space. Right. What kitchen style fits into this house? Well, I'm skirting my kitchen. Mm-hmm. All of the cabinets, I ripped the doors off. And so I'm doing, because when you walk in the door, the first thing you see is the dishwasher. Oh. And I was like, oh. I do not want that. Oh, it was avocado green. Was it avocado <laughs> green? Please say it was. Oh, no, it was not. But uh. It probably was originally. Yeah. <laughs> it probably was originally. But um, yeah, I really wanted to feel, I needed to kind of unkitchen the kitchen a little bit. So mm-hmm. because you walk in and it needed to get a little bit dressier because it, when you first walked in this house between the stairs that would float and then the dishwasher straight into the kit, it was like a gift shop. Like you were just like, where does my eye go? Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's really like, OK, this is getting simpler on the entry wall. It's like a long eight foot table with a pair of lamps. And, you know, I needed symmetry there. So your eye kind of registers that for a minute. And then you look into the kitchen and that fabric makes everything. What fabric? Um, you know, I used a. Um, it's a. It's a. Uh, it's a Norbar. I think it's a Norbar. Just a gray and white, tiny stripe. Okay, so not a lot of pattern. Something well, very subtle. But well, that's on the skirt, mm. and then I have the Schumacher. Um, it's the Shanghai Peacock oh. on my windows. So and that's like crazy dense pattern. Mm-hmm. That I've had that fabric on my desk for a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> I finally got to use it. Explain to me what a skirted um like kind of like lost under and, laundry thing. Yes, it's just a skirt that goes on the so bottom. So then do you exactly. just like so it's fabric all along the base all instead along of the, base. the uppers? Yeah, no uppers. Rip no them uppers. out. So yeah. under behind the fabric though, is it shelves? 
So it's still, I took the, I did microdermabrasion. So basically just took, (laughs) everyone over 40 will understand that. Took the cabinet doors off and I wanted, so I still have the same amount of storage on the bottom and we just skirted it. So rod is, it just hangs in front of the cabinets and then the fabric just goes. And so, you know, they have openings right where you need to get in and out of those spaces. But, and then I took the uppers down and then did um, shelves on the top. What about any drawers that were in your bottoms? You just move the move it out of the way. Okay, so mm-hmm. the drawers are also covered with the skirt. Yeah, because so the I skirt the is right below the counter. Right. Mm-hmm. So right are front. you you're moving the curtain skirt thing mm-hmm. and then opening the drawer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So the curtains are basically like a cabinet door. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And did you tile the upper behind the shelves or did you paint it? I painted. Nice. I painted and I did, um, I did Ikea shelves and then I went and there's a um, girl that locally sells this diner china that's like less than two bucks a plate or a bowl or whatever. And so I just got 12 place settings of everything. I just, I mean, just stacked it up because it just, I want my kids to be able to unload the dishwasher and put glasses up. So I have, you know, just, it's okay if something gets broken, like all of it just stacked up. Mm-hmm. And then I have like some quirky art, some portraits, some, some cool stuff like mixed on it. But awesome. I wanted it to be really functional, but not, um, you know, not too dressy, but just a little bit more streamlined. So it felt like a modern house mm-hmm. still, but has more pattern and personality than just, you know. Yeah. All I so. can envision is the Brady's house. That's all I can envision. <laughs> I'll send you a picture. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, wait, so did you put the peacock fabric anywhere else in the kitchen to pull it? So it's the Roman shades. It's uh, Roman shade over the sink mm-hmm. and then throughout the keeping room. I have this wall of glass. And then I did um, and then I did the same skirted fabric. The striped fabric goes on drapes in between that straddles the um, Roman shades on the keeping room side. Yeah. So this is how you keep the story going. Right. Okay. It's And it creates the continuity. So we yeah. have a fireplace in that room. It's like the room that we pretty much live in every day. We have a fireplace in it and then you can go out to entertaining space. It has a deck off that, off that space as well. And so my kids can close the drapes and we can watch a family movie and I can be cooking and, you know, we're all in there together. It's, Yeah. Sounds good. The little room that could. I approve. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should do a decorating dilemma. Help us. All right, so read us this first one. All right. The first one says, my husband and I had a house built and love it. Mostly, basically, we picked a floor plan out of a catalog and tweaked a few things. But there are a few things we didn't think through. One of these things is the entryway. It's just so impractical. No wall to hang stuff. Shoes and coats get dumped. There's a coat closet fairly close in the hallway behind the Christmas tree in the photo. But the kids can't use it as they're pretty small still. I like the openness, but that room back there is the kids' playroom and a schoolroom, and I don't really want to be able to see all that anyway. That room also may at some point become a family room where we might put a TV on the wall and a sectional. 
I'm thinking about having a built-in bench cubby system like a mudroom to the left, but I don't want it to feel like an afterthought or take away too much from the room behind. Also, can a mudroom-ish look somehow tie in with a fairly formal entry, or does that even matter? The dining room to the left as you come in and the great room straight ahead as you come in are formal. Do you have it? any other ideas would it be better just to wall it up and put a bench there i would also like to upgrade the front door unfortunately we don't have a lot of space to add anything much bigger but i'm hoping we might at least get a door with a side window we do also plan to trim out the openings to the formal dining room and add some molding when we were building i thought we would use the garage entry more for just us but we really don't so all the mess gets dumped right at this door i'm excited to hear what you ladies think might be the best solution for this so she has a front door and there's an entry area like you know it looks right. like there's a maybe a four by six rug sitting right inside the front door but there's no mm -hmm. walls really i mean mm -hmm. you turn mm -hmm. to the right you go into a room you turn to the left you go into the room and then you walk straight ahead and you go into another room in a hallway right so there's nowhere to put anything for your front door. Yeah. Yeah. What, what solutions? Well, you know, I was glad to hear that they're open to a little bit of construction, like some mild construction, because I think that they might benefit greatly from um, maybe adding um, a wall here, you know, picking, maybe it's, maybe closing it is closing off that, that playroom. Yeah. And because that's a lot, I mean, as I don't know the age of her kids, but I mean, it's a lot to keep tidy for a young mom. If someone's coming, you know, like it might be sort of nice to just have that space be a little more private. Right. Cause there's a hall, there's a door to it in the hallway. Exactly. Like so it feels a little it. redundant. Plus yeah. you might want more wall space in that room. Right. You know, right. For your so kids. For to have hang up the TV if she right. does make it a yeah. family yeah. room. Mm -hmm. Cover it with children's art around the TV or something like that. Um, and I thought it would be a great opportunity for her to put, because it looks like she has some depth on that wall, um, to do a console, some mm -hmm. sort of console of mm -hmm. some sort. And it could be um, a console with a shelf on the bottom and the children could, you know, stack their backpacks on the bottom of that shelf when they're there. And then when they're not, then, you know... Um, it's cleared off, but she has an opportunity like for a mirror or to kick some light around in that entry space. Mm -hmm. And um, and then, of course, a great place to just light a candle or have some flowers if she wants to mm -hmm. sort of welcome. Mm -hmm. And it would guests. be beautiful when you're having a dinner party in the dining room. You're, you're, exactly. That's what you're going to see is this beautiful mirror with some candles, like you said, or maybe a lamp with some low wattage lighting. It would yes. all be real glittery and mm -hmm. and pretty. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I also saw an opportunity for a glass door here. She really doesn't have the room for um, a glass door where um, as her front door. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Adding more glass. I mean, she has that small that four light, but really doing um, you know more um, more glass, and then she can do a drape that just hangs to the left. Mm -hmm. and close that off at night for privacy or whatever um, that's such a good idea so we have a one of those craftsman doors with a big oh, window uh, right. and it always freaks me out because like anytime if you're home someone comes to the front door they can see your they home. can immediately right. see you yeah like there's no i don't know it kind of freaks me out so i right. like the idea of the curtain do you Anyways. close your drapery at night no Just, but uh -huh. there's something about someone standing at the front door staring at you 
really freaks me out that mm-hmm. you just want a little bit of a buffer. Yeah. Or, I mean, when you knock on someone's head that you don't know, too, when you walk up in a store and you're like, don't stare directly in. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. be looking to the left. My eyes are not looking at you. Yeah, it's nice. I prefer draping a door versus mm-hmm. putting like a like a mounting a shade or a blind mm-hmm. on the door. You can, mm-hmm. and we have done both, but... I find that it's nice to have um, to have that, you know, be able to get it out of the way. So you have enough return so it's not in the way at all. And we did it in our old house, and, and it was great. Okay. Was that is great. a genius idea. I'm going to use that someday. <laughs> I think that's really smart because putting up a bit of drywall is not expensive. And if you got somebody there already putting up trim or whatever, that's right. easy peasy. Or even if you didn't want that, you could make it into a door, but it'd be prettiest. It would. If you could just make it into a wall with a little shallow console mm-hmm. and a graping mirror, it'd be beautiful. Right. And that, I mean, that would solve her. It would have, you know, a drop zone moment mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. you know, to catch the car keys and check your makeup before yeah. you leave. All that exactly. Good stuff. I have by my back door, and it is my back door, but um, this old armoire. And if she did close that in, the good part about the armoire is you can stick. I mean, it's got the dog's leashes, our mm, tennis shoes, everything. and it has a great little section mm-hmm. where when you do open it, you know, you you can easily put a tray and throw the small things. Right. And then still shove book bags. And, um, it's like a small closet. Anything yeah, that's we put, closed storage mm-hmm. is going to work for her. We put mm-hmm. hooks inside for little book bags oh, and, yeah. the, and the leashes, too. Like so for us, sure. that worked um, just because, for me personally, it was closed. And, mm-hmm. and I needed a drop zone and it was mm-hmm. a very similar situation. So for me, it worked great because I was able to, you know, put some pretty stuff on, you know, above it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Adding hooks inside a piece of furniture is very, very smart and practical. That is smart. No, because you think about doing that in your storage spaces of your garage or whatever when you're hanging things. But hanging things is such a great way to store things or to just get them out of the way. You know, piles is hard to Absolutely. work through. But if each kid has their own hook or whatever well, inside your little And we have baskets storage, on the so lower true. part. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you can, again, back to your kid could have the basket and a hook. Like, that's theirs. That's right, yeah. But it's an old armoire, so it's not, you know. It's not precious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah. it's got that texture and, like, it's color and good something. Patina. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. So right. yeah. if she did, you know, if she yeah. did close that. And mm-hmm. the only other thing I was going to say is we have a uh, – something but we need the light to come through and we did french doors um for a space just to kind of close it and mm-hmm. so when the when it is dark at night if the lights are on like in your living room you can't really see in there so if that's kids playroom and she did like french doors there you know but that's not going to help her with her storage which is what no, she wanted right no mm-hmm. it's not after i said the that door doesn't thing, help I'm like oh that doesn't yeah. help really with her number one question which no. is how do i make storage in my entry no that mm-hmm. definitely doesn't mm-hmm. that was just a if cute she... umbrella stand <laughs> yeah yeah, she's yeah. got that yeah. wall. If she just want to cover She up does need a wall. She needs she a wall. She needs a wall there. Mm-hmm. Build a wall. <laughs> yes, build a wall, Cindy. No, that wasn't oh. Cindy. That was Marjik. Oh. Marjik? Well, Mrs. Marjik? Marjik? That was Miss Schlittenhart. Marjik? Build a wall, Marjik. <laughs> Way to murder that. We apologize. Schwartz and Schlittenhart. <laughs> sorry. So sorry. All right, now yeah. on to Cindy, right? Yes. 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 Oh, yes. Okay. 
Um, Cindy says, I am a regular listener of your podcast and a valid shopper. Thank you, Cindy. Yay. <laughs> I enjoy listening to your to you and learning from you and your interesting guest. You deserve a raise. I agree. <gasps> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the end from Cindy. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, her real dilemma is, I purchased two spectacular drum pendants for Over My Kitchen Island. I didn't realize when I order that they are linen. Yikes. They will hang about four feet from my stove. This is a working, lots of cooking kitchen not show kitchen do i return them because they will get grimy from grease and cooking crap or do <laughs> sorry and cooking or do i spray them with scotch guard and suck it up my gut is that linen in the kitchen is a terrible idea thanks in advance for your assistance what do you think oh cindy you're so right we gotta yeah. return those bad boys Agreed. <laughs> yeah yep um yeah something wipeable that gives you the freedom that's the that's the fun part like you know just you have so much freedom in that choice. Like it's wipeable, mm-hmm. you know, let the three-year-old stir the batter, let whoever crack <laughs> an egg. You're not having to worry about the linen shades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to have to index it. And don't get something with a glass thing in it in the kitchen either. I see a lot of people do that and it's like, oh, it's it's just you're cleaning it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, if you milk like. milk glass. Milk yeah. glass is mm-hmm. great. Perfect. Opaque glass is lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do use clear um, clear glass, you know, things. Uh, we've actually just finished. Uh, we're working on a kitchen renovation. And she had some um, fixtures that she was having a hard time with keeping clean. Mm-hmm. And they were clear, but they were over the cooktop. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And so it was. So we replaced them with an opaque glass, you know, this beautiful fixture um, that had a. A opaque glass bulb and then it has you know brass members coming from the ceiling it's really pretty mm-hmm. it's see funny. it's funny you say you would rather not have glass but i don't love looking at a fixture with exposed bulbs like but if there's it's, lots of fixtures that have something that isn't open it could be metal like an industrial metal pen. I was thinking I know, if she loves the shade, she could yeah. even find a metal shade. Yeah. Those yeah. do yeah. exist. If she like she could, if she loves yeah. like mm-hmm. just a yeah. shade. Yes. Yeah. The only thing about the metal shades I will say is that they they have a they put a ring on a your ring countertop. Mm. If you're not, if you don't have ah. other light Oh, yeah, around the task, kitchen. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. and you can do it as long as there's other light that diffuses that yeah. shadow. But if not, Good if that's that. your single source on the island. Um, you're a pro. Yeah. <laughs> this is why this is you. why we have her. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah, well, you learn from yeah, your mistakes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you do. I hope you kept your receipt, Cindy. Yeah. I know. We have a, like a, a very good return policy, so I'm sure if it's from yes. us that <laughs> we'll help you out. <laughs> Fran, thank you so much. Oh, thank for you being so much for being here. This was great. I so enjoyed it. Do you want to tell everyone where they can follow you, find your work? Sure. Um, we are on um, Instagram as Fran Keenan Design is our handle. I guess you can call it mm-hmm. that. And, Spell um, it for us. It's F-R-A-N-K-E-E-N-A-N-D-E-S-I-G-N dot com or well oh and that's the website too oh design.com right. easy peasy <laughs> <So>. perfect <laughs> yeah and we're on facebook um but those two are really our primary sources to find us there got it okay so, yeah. awesome thank you we appreciate it thank you so much that's our show thank you so much for listening you can leave us a review in your podcast app we would love to read it and subscribe to the show so that the episode downloads straight to your phone follow us on social media at ballard designs 
send your questions to podcast at ballardesigns.net and also um, check out the show notes for the show at, po- at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. We'll put links to Fran's um, site and her Instagram and her houses that we've talked about and all of the different projects she's ta- we've talked about in the show. We'll, we'll link to that so you can find them. And um, if you have an Alexa, you can now find us on your Alexa. Just um, you'll have to go into your skills on Amazon and enable it. Yeah, enable. Mm-hmm. Enable the how to decorate skill. Yes, there you go. Thank I, you, Karen. I did it. That's how I know. <laughs> I listen to myself all the time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so definitely go in and do that. And until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.